So it's it's my friend's birthday, right? And like okay. I texted him this morning. I was like, Happy birthday, Matthias. And he sent me Great. a text back that said, Happy birthday, Cameron. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do, so I just kept saying happy birthday, Matthias, and he kept saying happy birthday, Cameron. And this continued for like five minutes. Okay. So that's another successful conversation under your belt. And that's the episode. Goodbye, everybody. It was wonderful talking to you. Happy birthday, Matthias. Happy birthday, Matthias. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the Lakes and the Rivers. This is a podcast where we talk about music and also life and also... Uh-huh. And that's what we do on this podcast. I appreciate that music was put in a question mark as if it's not the only fucking thing we talk about. We talk about music? We talk about music? Music? We talk about music. Is that a thing? Music? Uh, the thing? Do we talk about it? Why? You're starting to sound more and more like a kobold with each, like, raise of your octave. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I like to think that inside of every human is a kobold waiting to get out. (laughs) Inside of every human is a kobold on stilts. (laughs) (laughs) We like kobolds on this show. Do we? I like kobolds on this show. That's fair. I'm the designated kobold lover. I always liked goblins more. I respect it. I like goblins too. Uh, I think they're funny, funny little green guys. Or girls. Sometimes they're girls. Yeah. Sometimes they're not guys or girls. And that's fine too. Much like people. Yep. Now that we have safely not offended everybody. Uh, We've done it. We're not canceled. I got, I got an ad for League of Legends on Genius, so I guess nothing else okay. in life. Yeah, we're going to actually wrap this episode of the show up by playing League of Legends, but you're not going to be able to see anything because it's an audio medium. So it's just going to be us yelling and trying to figure out how to play League of Legends. Uh, Future Cameron, can you edit in some some sick League of Legends moments for us right now? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, like, record something later that just says, it's an audio medium, you idiot. I like it. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, do you have any super pressing matters as of recent? Um, The loud noises outside of this room. No, not really. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm doing fine lately. (laughs) I got some personal projects that I'm working on, but okay, okay, nothing, nothing terribly notable. So I'm back at school. I think I mentioned this last episode, but I'm here for J term. I think you mentioned that. Yeah. So I take one class a day and that's nice. It's three hours at a time though. So it's kind of boring. (laughs) So I'm just killing time between classes here. I mean, it's still only one at one class a day, which like compared to what I have been told from some of my other friends who are in college, that's kind of a blessing. Yeah, it's just for January. Um, 
but it is nice because then you only have to take five classes to have a like six class semester then when the mm. actual semester starts up so it lightens the workload a little but it also means your spring semester is a little smaller so it is what it is i like it you gotta do what you gotta do yeah how about you you got any dire pressing matters um do i have any dire pressing matters um it's mostly just personal stuff that I'm not comfortable sharing on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Our podcast audience does not need to know everything. <laughs> no, exactly. But, uh, oh, um, going into the movie side of things, which we do talk about sometimes. Okay. So uh, every, roughly every um Every Wednesday, my friend Devin and I get together and we watch this YouTube channel on YouTube, surprisingly enough. Wow. Uh, it is shocking, I know. Uh, it's called Crypt TV. And what it is, I think I've talked about it before, but it's a horror. Mm-hmm. It's They make like small mini uh, horror films. They all have practical effects. They have their own unique monsters in their own unique world. Mm, excuse me. And it's really good stuff. Last night we watched one that terrified me. Oh. Do tell. Alright, so the thing is called The Binding Box. And I'm just going to put it out there now. If you don't like puppets, don't watch it. Okay. I don't like puppets. And I watched it. (laughs) The thing is like eight minutes long. And for six of those eight minutes, I was like curled up. My knees were to my chest. My hands were in front of my face and my eyes did not blink for eight minutes. Wow. That's a solid review. It was terrifying and that makes it wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) It must, I guess. (laughs) I mean, if you watch a horror movie and you're not scared, then like it's not... You, they they did it wrong. Yeah, that's true. Like, I've never understood why people are like, oh, I like this horror movie, but it didn't scare me. It's like, no, that's not a horror movie. That's a failure. It's failed at its, it's, failed at its purpose now. What have you done besides failed at <laughs> a horror movie? <laughs> also, yes, I am the weirdo who watches horror films in on the middle of January. <laughs> I thought you could just watch them anytime. Are I there mean, rules on when you can watch horror films? I mean, there's some sort of societal taboo on watching horror films other than like in the spooky month, which I think is bullshit. But I think a lot of societal taboos are bullshit. Yeah. Do not sleep <laughs> with your family, though. That's the one that they got right. No, yeah, I think I think we're pretty solid on those ones. <laughs> We're good Not there. Fuck your cousin. I'm looking at you, Alabama. Stop it. Stop it. No. You hate to see it happen. <laughs> All right. Um I don't think I have I don't think I have any. Um nope. Nothing comes to mind. I don't think Got I have Weezer dunks out last episode. 
Oh man, that's a shame since we have so many other days to Weezer dunk. <laughs> I feel like somehow I feel like when the Hella Megator kicks off, there's going to be just this explosion of embarrassing Weezer information. What and I don't is- know why I feel that way, but I do. It's summer of 2020, I think. So this I believe year. you. I just want to make sure. Hella Sherbuke. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not 100% confident on when it is, so I'm glad you're looking it up. Oh, 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 hang on. It was on the sidebar. Hello, okay. Megator is the upcoming co-headlining tour by American rock bands Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. The tour was announced September 10th, 2019 and includes dates from March to August 2020. Okay. Yeah, it so starts like, March 8th. Spring into late summer. Uh. You could always just go on the Coheed cruise instead. Hang on. Van okay. Weezer? Oh, yeah, buddy. Wait. <laughs> Have you not heard of Van Weezer and OK Human? No. Okay, Alternative- I simply must tell you this juicy nugget of Weezer lore as far as upcoming albums are concerned. There was an interview with Rivers a while back. He was talking to a reporter. I, I don't know what site, and it's probably in multiple interviews at this point. He was talking about ideas for upcoming albums that he's had. And he said that they've been working on uh, sort of two different styles of album. And the one, which is Van Weezer, he's, uh, you know, experimenting with a lot of 80s uh, hair rock kind of stuff. And that's, that's what the end of the game is going to be on. I think if you've seen it, I think it's on the album cover, Van Weezer, the, for the single cover for End of the Game. Uh, the other one is OK Human, which is, you know, a play on OK Computer, the album by Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And I assume that that one's going to be sort of a Radiohead uh, knockoff. And personally, I am either of these. <laughs> I mean, like... If nothing else, like, I could see Van Weezer working. Yes. Because if I had to choose between uh, Weezer ripping off Van Halen or Weezer Weezer ripping off Radiohead, me as a person, I'd go with Van Halen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think that he he knows that. I, I like one Radiohead song. I'm going to guess what it is, knowing very little about Radiohead. It is, you like Paranoid Android. Yes, how did you know? Because that's also the only one that I like. No, I was lying. It, I, <laughs> the one I like is Creep. The one everybody <laughs> Oh, likes. right. That's right. I forgot that they wrote that. <laughs> how did you? Okay. The truth is, I don't think that Radiohead is all that good. I don't either, but like, you know. Some people. I can't. Admittedly, I came into Radiohead expecting it to sort of be Muse 2. It is not that, but I still like Muse better. Oh, I like Muse 2 because, like, when I listen to Radiohead, I just feel dreary. When I listen to Muse, at least sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm going to kick somebody in the, in the dick. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's really how it is. <laughs> I feel like, ready no, to do some look. dick kicking thinking about Muse. <laughs> Hey, when I listen to Assassin, some dicks are getting kicked. Mm-hmm. 
Assassin's a great fucking song, and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. You're right. You've, you know my unpopular muse take. Uh, I do. But I don't agree with it, my... but I know what it is. <laughs> I, want, I want to say it on the podcast. My unpopular muse opinion is that Uprising is actually, it's trash. I don't like it. I think it's bad. <laughs> oh my god, we have fantastic music news. Green Day released oh, yeah? a new song today. Oh, did they? <laughs> what is it called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what is it called? Oh, I know you're yeah. Excited, but... Yeah, so what's the name of the song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is it good? Have you heard it? I have not heard it, but based on... I'm on the Wikipedia page, and they've released the full track listing. I don't think okay. this is going to be a serious album in any capacity. <laughs> I actually kind of want to know if they have a track list for Van Weezer. Let's uh, find out. From what I saw, it was just uh, the end of the just game. Just the end of the game. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> the first yeah. thing I want to uh, point out about... Uh, the new Green Day album, which is coming out soon. Less than a month, guys. Yes, um, here it comes. The total running length is 26 minutes and 16 seconds. Huh? That is shorter than Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... This is their mallage right now. It's... Like, there's barely any songs that reach over three minutes. This is an EP. This is not an album. <laughs> but it's 10 tracks! <laughs> well, you, Look, you, I'm not going to complain because more week. Green Day is more Green Day. But <laughs> you've heard the album of the week. They're probably just intros and outros. Yeah. <laughs> God. God, <laughs> getting into that for a second. Why did both of us pick albums with like a lot of intros and a lot of outros? It is... It's something. <laughs> we didn't plan I think, this. I think that we are becoming brain linked uh, the longer that we do this. Because I'll see you listening to music that I just heard like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and it's happening more and more. It happened like twice this week. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, I was having a very bad week last week and I was like, you know what? Bring You Down's a good fucking song, and it's the mood right now. Mm -hmm. And then I texted Dave about it, and he was like, I was just listening to that! <laughs> yep. And it happened, I think, with... I want to say Red Hands, but I don't think... It I don't was think Red, it was Hands. Red Hands. It was Red it was Hands. Red Hands. It, was, it was like a day or so later. <laughs> so It's not often that I listen to Red Hands, but like every once in a while, I just get the itch. We are brain-linked. Should we go into banding together, the part of the show where uh, we talk about music we have been listening to? Before we do, I just want to mention that the fifth track on Green Day's new album is called I Was a Teenage Teenager, and that makes me really happy. Anyway. I like that. I like that song title. <laughs> good song title. I hope it's a great song. Anyway, um, banding together. Why don't you go first, Dave? Okay. Uh, so I've been listening to first. Uh, it's the debut album by TTNG called This Town Needs Guns. Uh, they are a math rock group. I don't know where they're from, but I am looking 
approximately now. Here's the image gallery. That's helpful. They're from England. I didn't know that one. Ah. Um, but they are they're an English. Sometimes England band. does well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as an American, I uh, am predisposed to hate all English people. Yeah. Getting that. We we hit our hating on European country quota with that. Uh, but I did not like them as much as I liked uh, a band called Origami Angel. They, um, I listened to like Prince Daddy and the Hyena and a couple of other like uh, contemporary emo bands that um, they all seem to reference uh, each other. Uh, and Origami Angel in 2019 released their first full length album, which is called Somewhere City. And that hit, that scratched my itch. I thought that they are very good uh, as far as mathy emo stuff goes. I recommend Origami Angel. And then a friend turned me on to uh, a song called She's Kerosene by The Interrupters. They're a ska band. Uh, they are much more knowledgeable about ska than I am. So we had a short conversation about ska. And I listened to a couple of different I just sort of window shopping uh, in a couple of different ska bands, but I was very sold on uh, She's Kerosene in particular. Um, but that's what I've been listening to. How about you? Uh, I've been, I don't know what it was, but I have been like trying to wade waist deep back into my progressive metal days because I listened sure. to uh, the Contortionist's first album called Exoplanet. The Contortionist is a... I would just call them progressive metal. Some people would call them gent. It's a it's okay. a weird distinction. Uh, they're from Indiana, which proves that Indiana has one solitary good thing about it. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend from Indiana. All right, two good things about it. <laughs> but... Uh, Exoplanet was a lot more on the death metal side of things, and I personally enjoy that, but there are still a lot of like really pretty melodies throughout the entire album that just kind of sing. Like, okay, uh, on the song Flourish, about halfway through, there's a very nice slower section that just kind of builds and builds until it goes back into the heavy parts, and I'm like, mm, it's my shit. Yeah. Um, Besides that, I've been listening to Harley Poe's Lost and Losing It because I had a pretty bad week last week. Um, mm. I've also been listening to the Black EP by the Deer Hunter because okay. that's the one that's based on metal and dubstep. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of like metal. Yeah, <laughs> Black is has a really good sound. That's because like, I feel like uh, Nick Crescenzo, the drummer, was... Very influenced by metal drumming, mm -hmm. but like enough to the point where it gets sprinkled into a style every once in a while, like the syncopated drums in Smiling Swine. Um, yeah, the drum section at the end of The Silt in the Soil or Sermon in the Silt. Sorry. And uh, that drum solo in the middle of Filth and Squalor. Hmm. Nick is but that's, a very solid drummer. He is a good drummer. He's not my favorite drummer because Shannon Lucas exists. However, <laughs> I do like Nick as a drummer. Mm -hmm. But uh, with that, 
I think it's time for the album of the week. Hell yeah, it is. Who is going first? We're on episode. Well, 21. you went first for me for banding together, so I'm gonna say you go first. Okay. Uh, this week, you gave me the album uh, LD50 by Mudvayne. Yes, indeed. Mudvayne, if you're unaware, is a new metal band from Peoria, Illinois. Uh, they're known for being weird as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I know, but uh, real talk, when I was in high school, I was not into Slipknot until I was like 16. Before then, it was all Mudvayne. I listened mm-hmm. to a couple of their songs on the radio. Nothing from this album, but then I went on YouTube, looked up songs by Mudvayne, saw a song on here, and was like, oh my god. <laughs> this is insane. And I was hooked ever since. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say about this album is that it's difficult to find on Spotify, but not in the <laughs> way that you're probably thinking. Uh, so, like, yes, it did end up in my recently played after I listened to it the first time. And I was able to get to it from there. But if you search it in Spotify, you had better type it exactly right, or else you end up with results from a band called LD50 or you end up with a playlist called LD50 Mudvayne that has the album cover as the playlist art, but is not the actual album LD50 (laughs) by Mudvayne. Because instead of the regular cut of Dig, it includes a radio cut. And I don't understand why that playlist exists. If you know about Dig and you hear the words radio cut and Dig together, you probably just cringed like I did when I first read it. He, yeah, you actually saw me listening to the radio cut of Dig. and I did, and I was, like, crying. You immediately told me to not do that. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Um, because, okay. <laughs> For some... Here's the thing about that playlist that I just mentioned. So, like I said, it includes the radio cut of Dig over the album cut. But that doesn't come from the album LD50. The radio cut comes from the album The Best of Mudvayne, which is one of those best of compilations. So for some reason, rather than add every song from LD50 onto this playlist to be done with it, they would have had to add almost every song from LD50 and then seek out the radio cut of Dig from the compilation (laughs) album The Best of Mudvayne and put it on that playlist in the second spot. So someone put work into that, I guess. Great. Why didn't you put it work into something that mattered? <laughs> why didn't why didn't they further their human evolution? That would have been good. Uh, yes, of- we are an ape with a symbiotic relationship to a mushroom. <laughs> I mean, whatever I thought that I was getting into with this album, I. <laughs> I told you, they're really weird. (laughs) So, okay. I'll talk about the album as a whole. Uh, This was, I I think this is my first foray into new metal. Because Alter Bridge does not count as new metal, correct? No. Anyone who says they are is wrong. Right. Sounds like it to me. So, LE50 was actually my first foray into... Uh, new metal in like a serious non-jokey way <laughs> as in 
Wait, does Chop Suey count as new metal? Yes. Okay, my point still holds because I have never actually heard the original of Chop Suey. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, my life goal is to go as long as I can without hearing the original version of Chop Suey. So I've listened to <laughs> almost every meme version there is on YouTube that has like over a million hits. <laughs> And that's how I'm living my life right now. Anyway, um, so I, like, I know that new metal is kind of a meme <laughs> in the music world. Uh, I know that when people think of new metal, they think of, like, there's Linkin Park. And then once, yes. you, once you think of Linkin Park, you're thinking of Crawling in My Crawl, the famous Tumblr video. Of course. <laughs> or you're thinking. Oh, don't of, worry. Um, Mudvayne has a famous meme video, too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Oh, good. You know, you're thinking of like the chop suey memes or things like that. I was very uh, pleased by what I heard on LD50 because like this is kind of what I think of when I think of what like what new metal should be um, like without without all the memes mixed in, <laughs> you know, like there's some very chunky riffs. There's some good guitar work uh i told you that i really like the bass the bass work on this album is pretty awesome mm -hmm. uh, and it's like it's not goofy <laughs> it's a, it is weird but it's not goofy it's uh, mostly not goofy under my skin is an exception okay <laughs> um yeah so one other thing uh that I should say is that I listened to this album three times and don't get me wrong because I did like this, but I cannot distinguish tracks. Fair. And this is, that's my ears are underdeveloped for new metal. Uh, and I would say metal in general, but like new metal in particular, like I said, this is sort of my first dive into new metal. Um, so I may not do a track by track like we normally do, Mm -hmm. um but i will i will go through the genius uh for each of the songs and if something stands out to me i will holler uh but i i do remember monolith <laughs> it being the first track on the album and a bit hard to forget no <laughs> so i monolith told dave i told dave because he sent me a text that was like what the fuck is going on in monolith uh -huh. i was like uh -huh. oh yeah there's 17 tracks on this album don't worry about the, the weird, stupid, short ones. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of intro and outro tracks on both of the albums that we're going to talk about. We uh -huh. to earlier. Um, Monolith is the intro track for the whole album. Uh, it's a conversation between two scientists. And I encourage you to listen to this for yourself. Uh, it is a very spooky introduction to the album. By the way, um, if you do drugs, smoke while uh, listening to this album. They wanted you to. <laughs> I believe that, honestly. <laughs> um, so Monolith is sort of a spooky uh, spoken track that leads big, which, uh, as I understand noting, it, is... Yeah. It's worth noting there's only one like actual quote-unquote lyric in Monolith, and it's just a guy very creepily saying, I wish you were mine. Okay. So take that for what I, you will. 
I did not pick up the uh, exact words, but I, I do think I remember a non-scientist voice saying something that I could not make up. So that's something. Um, yeah, like I said, it leads into Dig, which as I understand it is sort of their, their single song. I'm not sure if it's famous it among Mudbane fans, song. but I figured. Um, and to it be also fair, has a video edit if you're interested. To be fair, listening to it, couldn't you tell why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this This is a new metal single. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it is It is an angry song. It is so <laughs> fucking angry. Yeah, if you think of new metal songs named Dig, just, just think about it for a second. And whatever you're thinking, I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right, but also it's about five times more violent than that. Yes. Wait, is this the one where they're dressed up like clowns? No, that's the insane clown posse. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> there is <laughs> the music video is linked in Genius. I had not seen it prior to this, but that music is video, video is a trip. <laughs> there's a video out there on the internet called I think it's called Best Metal Scream 2016. <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shot from the big music video and <laughs> Instead of instead of the scream as it is in the song, it's like ah, ah. and that is that is where I've seen Mudvayne before. <laughs> All right, let me ask you though. Mm-hmm. Looking at the lyrics, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, Cam, I, is there a typo in the last line, or is uh, it Bob's away? It's supposed to be bombs away. <laughs> Because this is an audio medium, I need to explain the funny here. The the last two lines of Dig ostensibly are limbless in the middle of a channel, bombs away. It's spelled on genius, Bob's away. I'm so glad that Bob's away while I'm limbless in the middle of the channel. Neighbor Bob. Good old Bob. Goodbye, Bob. Bob. Have a good one. <laughs> you will be missed. Anyway, so Dig's good. Dig, very violent, very good. Um, leads into Internal Primates Forever, which furthers my theory that they wanted you to listen to this album while high. I would, I would say this is a high song. This is a, <laughs> this is a song <laughs> about monkeys. <laughs> Remember when you said that this wasn't goofy? Yeah, but it's hard. It's okay. It's harder to feel the goofy uh, when you when you are a new new metal fan <laughs> and are not listening too hard. I am re- I am reading the lyrics <laughs> while I am delivering this monologue, and it it's funny. It's to, goofy. To be perfectly honest, though, this is a kind of a serious song about addiction. <laughs> Okay. Because, like, um, God, how do I even word this? Uh, basically, the line that I'm thinking of is the part where he says, don't want it, need it, come on right now. Okay. Which is a... a yeah. Uh, mm, uh, mm. 
I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying that the lyricism in this album is flawless because it's not. However, <laughs> um, there are certain points throughout this album that, like for me anyway, it kind of like resonated. I suppose is the correct word. Mm. Like I said, lyric writing is by no means flawless. However. <laughs> Certain points in the album, I will chime in and be like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> mm. Okay. Now, I don't super remember Minus One. Uh, but you had to listen to it twice. <laughs> is... Sorry. Um, Cradle is also like that, isn't it? <laughs> Say what? Cradle is, is a similar way. What do you mean by a similar way? You're not giving me any information. You're right. <laughs> um, like the, there's a, you know, the John Mulaney uh, uh, line where he's like, there's a dip in the middle. There's a dip in the middle. And then it, and then it plays the riff again. Oh, you mean where like the guitar cuts out entirely? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's similar. But um, the one for negative one is uh, it's just bass and drums playing, whereas in Cradle, it's just everything cuts out and then just the guitar starts playing again. Okay, yeah. I, hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to say about negative one. That's fair, uh, because Death Blooms is a much better song. Agree, Death Blooms is a highlight for me. Uh, on this album, uh, it's it rocks. <laughs> uh, it's really good, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I am thinking of the right one. This this has a breakdown somewhere near the end. It does it's very good. Yes, I love the breakdown in this one. Uh, they okay. Uh, Mudvayne does some really good like tempo changes and stuff and i wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it from new metal <laughs> all right uh, here's here's where i yell yeah because like <laughs> mudvane in the year of our lord 2000 where fucking fred durst was on top of the goddamn world <laughs> did not have to make music this complex they could have just made the standard ass four four music that everybody else was writing in the year two thousand didn't. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. fucking went beyond. And Chad Gray is a good vocalist. <laughs> He's a really good vocalist. Agree. Agree. God, his shouts are fucking haunting, <laughs> especially yeah. in Death Blooms. All yeah, I would say that all the vocals on this album are very good. Very um, what I expect from a from a serious new metal album. I mean, truth be told, the like bread and butter of this album and the band as a whole is the combination of Matt Mar- of uh, Ryan Martinet and Matt McDonough on bass and drums, respectively. This is the mm-hmm. best rhythm section in a new metal band that I have ever heard. Full stop. Yeah, I can't I can't speak to like other new metal bands, but the rhythm section here is fantastic. I, I mentioned the bass in passing earlier. Uh, so I'm a bass player. I can't super speak to what the drummer is doing, uh, but 
you know, hearing it, I am certain that he has a lot of talent. The bass, he's doing a lot of really cool stuff. There's, there's some, there's slapping here. So much slapping. Yeah, it's really fucking good. And like, he's all over the place on that. He's on the bass. going absolutely mad and I love it. Yeah, on every song. Like there's every not a song, song where he just fills out. <laughs> like normally you listen to new metal, I have to like search to find the bass. Like I listen to a Linkin Park <laughs> song and I'm like, is it there? But no, with Mudvayne, I look for the guitar because I can't hear that half the time. Yeah. But so uh, back to the talent in this band. There's so much talent. It's too bad they're broken up now. Oh. But uh, back to Death Blooms. Lyrics in here are fucking dark. Oh, yeah. Um, this song in particular was about uh, Chad Gray's grandmother who had cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, as someone who lost their grandmother to cancer, the song hurts, but it hurts in a good way. Right. Um, we'll get more into Chad Gray's really depressing life in a minute. However... <laughs> Um, I want to pay special attention to that little poem that he recites at the end because that is always something that stuck in my mind when I was younger. Mm. In the outro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... It is dark, uh, like it's you said. So dark. But, like, this is uh, really solid as far as lyrics go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite line in the song is uh, satisfy selfish needs, fuck the deities. Because <laughs> when when you're in the hospital and like everything is on fire and everything hurts, you don't really care about what any higher power is going to do to you. You want to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And that exemplifies yeah. it pretty well. Yeah, I agree. But with that, we're going to skip the next track that I don't remember the name of. Golden Ratio. <laughs> That's what it is. We're going to go into Cradle. Yeah. Cradle is probably another highlight for me. Um, at, at the very least, I remember it. Uh yeah, um, is this, what is Cradle about? All right, so you remember when I said Chad Gray had a very depressing life? I do. Chad Gray's father left him and his wife after a rather abusive time. Um, and after that, uh, Chad Gray's mother kept dating and marrying men who would continue to abuse Chad Gray. Mm. And um, as a result, Chad Gray's self-esteem is not the best. Yeah, that would do a number on anybody. And that's where some of the lines in this song come from. In particular, the lines, watched my father leave me, everybody's gone, feels like I've never been loved. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's if you have the time, like look up just the lyrics to the song and realize how fucking sad it is. 
Oh yeah. No, it it really is. Um, also, this song was one of my favorites when I was a kid because it was the first time I heard somebody shout fucking cocksucker. <laughs> is that in this song? I didn't hear that. It's like right in the middle, right before the dip. <laughs> I also like that part nowadays because right after he shouts that, there's this like breakdown section where the bass just goes very thick and very meaty. Blah, 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 and it's... <laughs> Satisfying. Mm. Uh. Agree. Hard agree. Uh, cool. The next song is called Nothing to Gain, which as I... Pun. It is a pun. It's one of my What's favorite pun puns. On? This, was, this was the third single released off this album. The second one was Death Blooms. Right. Um... Nothing to Gain is a song about uh, a man named Ed Gain, spelled G-E-I-N. Um, if you don't know who Ed Gain is, if you have seen the movie Psycho, Norman Bates. Okay, so he is a serial killer. He. It's hard to call him a serial killer because he only murdered two people. He was more of a grave robber than anything. Okay. He... Uh, he was raised um, by primarily his mother, who taught him and his brother that um, everybody else's love was filthy, and the only one that mattered was his mother. Okay. Uh, his mother start. didn't. His mother didn't really, or his brother didn't really take that to heart, but Ed did. And when okay. she died, he freaked out, uh, dug up a bunch of middle-aged women's bodies, tried to make a woman suit. And uh, killed two middle-aged women because he needed their body parts. I do not like that. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so that's what the so song that, is about. That's what this song is about. And it is wild. <laughs> it's so wild. <laughs> oh my god. I did not hear any of these lyrics. And I am looking at them now. <laughs> Oh my god. These these lyrics go places. Oh, they go places. Oh, the places they go. They go places. It's like if you took Pink Floyd's The Wall and then made it about John Wayne Gacy Jr. <laughs> All right, but real talk, this is a really good song. I agree. Like There's lyrics a really and all. solid middle of this album. Honestly, like, other than the ending, I think this is almost a perfect album. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Back to nothing to gain. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't I don't think Jesus Christ can do anything for this guy. Oh man. Uh I think my favorite line is uh probably as disgusting as it is. Um, the part where he goes, uh, that part near the middle where he goes, if I wash my face in others' blood, am I sick? Like going through that until he eventually gets to blame mother for the sickness, mutilate and sew my new clothes for masquerading, dance and masturbate in nightlife by myself. Yeah, it's spooky. It's all sorts of fucked up. Which, to be fair, 
is pretty much what I would have expected uh, from LD50. Mm -hmm. So I listen to a lot of music about serial killers because it just kind of comes with the territory when you listen to heavy metal. Right. Uh, This song terrifies me, even still. Oh, I believe it. Um, There's a song by Sufjan Stevens. I might give you the album it's from later, but it is about John Wayne Gacy Jr. Uh, So I feel myself drawing a lot of comparisons here as far as the lyrics go. The the other big, huge thing about the other big, huge album slash song about a serial killer that came to my mind was Whitechapel's The Somatic Defilement. Right. Okay. Which every song on there, all 10 of them are about Jack the Ripper. Okay. So and I guess do we, we probably have enough here to make a short serial killer song playlist. Oh, we more than definitely do. But due to your strong personal convictions, I will not give you that album anytime soon. <laughs> we do not in any way endorse a belief in the occult. That being said, let's talk about everything and nothing. Yeah. Uh, so everything if and you nothing have anything comes... to say. Um, let's see if I can remember it. I think you'd better talk about this one. Okay, um, this is probably like the song that I come back to the least on this album. It's by no okay. means bad. However, it's just compared to the other ones. It is sandwiched between two of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And that kind of puts a damper on it. Yeah, I gotcha. Which, spoilers, Severed is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about Severed. Okay, we'll talk about Severed. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I had to say about everything and nothing. (laughs) Cool. Um, This is, I would say, similarly to Dig, um, an angry song. But I would say in a different way from from the way the is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like dig is very dig. big fuck you energy. This is not quite this is not fuck you energy. Severed yeah. is more of like a a mix between depression and anger. Mm-hmm. Depression yeah, and rage. That's a good way to put it. There's a more somber note that runs through this one, I think. And that is best exemplified by my personal favorite line in the song. Uh, sphere of storms in my head. I'm trapped again in endless rain. Yeah. That's, I would say that, that very much speaks to the kind of song this is. Um, now, but then later on in the, in the bridge, he says textbook fucking mental off me and pitch me in a hole, which is really dark. It's really dark. Pretty good good line though. Uh, Oh, it's very good. Holy shit. He delivers it well. Um, now jog my memory right after I'm trapped again in the endless rain there's a breakdown there yes indeed yes the breakdowns on this album are killer uh, mm-hmm. again we don't almost primarily because of Ryan Martinet and Matt McDonough yeah um, as 
the uh, resident emo kid of this podcast. I do not, I am not privy to as many breakdowns as I would like to be. <laughs> um, so this, this was a, a good, I liked it. I, I liked, I liked being privy to these breakdowns. <laughs> um, just as a, uh, one other thing about Severed, this is the song I listen to when I'm in a terrible mood. Hmm. And to get a little bit personal, the whole theme of this song is that um, the narrator of the song believes that he is only good for helping people to a certain point and then turning around and leaving. Because if he stays for any longer, he's just going to cause pain. Hmm. And that hits hard. It is a... Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about the tool ripoff. Yeah, recombinant resurgence is an interlude that leads into uh, track number thirteen, prod, which is uh, one of the most not uh, one of the most tool non tool songs you've ever heard. Indeed, if I have that right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I actually don't. Yeah, from from what I think I've heard like one tool song once or twice. Uh and I, I will say that that matches up uh to what I understand tool is like. Um but I mean it's good. Uh-huh. Right? Like they do it they do it well. Um, That's why I don't shit on the song, because it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um there's is this is this the one where he says fuck at the no <laughs> there's one there's one where he says fucking in the lyrics like a bunch of times at the end and that one stands out to me for some reason i think I, because at first i thought he was saying the f slur he was not and i was grateful for that um oh you're thinking yeah. of under my skin okay because at yeah. one point he shouts fucking fuck it yeah <laughs> anyway, um, we're talking about we, Prod, which is a very slow, a very slow, methodical song. Yeah. Um, and also, I can't tell if this is the chorus. Genius is not helping me here. The choruses because... cannot receive the obvious. Line up cattle and cut okay. the neck. Okay, I am thinking of I what I assume is the second verse. Uh, on we're killing ourselves killers that's that the bridge is, i like i like okay i like that bridge mm-hmm. for it's really good the lyrics go yeah it also <laughs> looking at the lyrics now it feels a little coheed feels a little coheed yeah i think it i think it's just the mention of mother at the end i think when he says mother he, he means mother earth uh-huh yeah but According also genius that's what it seems to be Mudvayne came out before Coheed. Yes. Although I think Shibuti was around in like the late 90s. So they might have come up around the same time. More than likely. But Shibuti was in New York and Mudvayne was in uh, Iowa. Iowa? Illinois. Iowa Slipknot. That's the other one. 
Yeah, that's the other new metal state. If you want to be a successful new metal band, I guess you got to you got to come up in an I state. Unless you're or Limp California. Bizkit, I feel like Limp Bizkit came from Florida. That's just how I feel about them. Well, now I have to know. In the meantime, talk about Pharmacopia. Okay, uh, Pharmacopia is. It's not the last. No, it's not the last one. Definitely um, not the last one. No, it's not. There, there are more than fourteen tracks on this album. <laughs> um, but Pharmacopia is a song about. How uh, did you guess that they were from cat from fucking Florida? Fred Durst exudes Florida energy. <laughs> that that and also part six of JoJo is set in Florida, and that's the part where there's a Limp Bizkit stand. Fantastic. So I just sort of. I just sort of made the connection that, oh, they must be from Florida. Keep talking about pharmacopoeia. Sure. Pharmacopoeia is uh, the drug the drug abuse song. Um, there's One of two. Two. Okay. Internal got, primary strip. In right. Um, yeah. This is... Uh, <laughs> Very much, I, I would say it's similar in tone uh, to Internal Primates Forever. Not that there's a verse about monkeys in your head here, um, but that it's it's written sort of from the point of view of someone who is uh, experiencing the addiction to these drugs. So there's mm-hmm. like there's a whole. I'm not sure if it's the verse, but he name drops uh, all kinds of drugs, and then that's like give it to me. That's like 40% of the song is him just name-dropping drugs. Yeah. Uh, he says, give it all to me, I want it. And then he does another go-around with it. Um, it's, my, favorite, yeah. my favorite part of this particular song is that part like halfway through, 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 halfway through, halfway through where uh, the bass just takes over and it's like, hey, we're going to go into a smoother section. Agree. And then there yeah, is did, a smoother section. <laughs> yeah. I did mention the, the tempo changes they do. Um, I think just the sentence about it doesn't really do it justice. Like, they'll they'll just have <laughs> a t- a, like a whole tempo and mood change in the middle of a song. And it sounds so good. They do it so well. Like, like it fits. Like it was it, meant it to be there. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so hard to do as well. Like, yeah, you see a lot of prog musicians yeah. do it, but like, it's very difficult to pull off well. Yeah, and sometimes they just like stop the song altogether and go into the next section like that. It's really hard to do it seamlessly like they do here. Um, God, so these guys fantastic. were great. Why did they break up? Yeah, <laughs> they should have kept dressing up like clowns. I mean, I say, why did they break up? But after like 2005, they kind of went to shit. Understandable. A lot of people did in 2005. Yeah. Anyway, Under My Skin. Yeah. Under My Skin is the one with the fuck word in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave. Yes, it is. Yeah. Fuck Dave. this. I don't need your shit. Second line, baby. We got it. I won't lie, um, this is one of my angry songs. Like, if I'm going to piss oh, off... No, movie, I, I fucking love this song. It's so I can stupid, absolutely see why. But it's so but good. But it's so angry. 
No, yeah. <laughs> if you if you are currently feeling angry, might I recommend Under My Skin by Mudbane? The nice thing is it won't uh it won't you won't get addicted to it like the pills and pharmacopoeia. Uh there won't be monkeys inside your head. Uh and it's good new metal, so I mean, you know, it's a net win here. God, like <laughs> that end near that part near the end where they break into like a funk metal riff? Yeah. I, it's as stupid as it is. Sometimes I will just say out loud, Superman motherfucker without the S on my chest. (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot. Also, I mean, another testament to Chad Gray's vocals, because that was a lot of words in a, not a lot of time. Yeah. Like (laughs) I was like, Oh, here is the rap metal. Like here we are. (laughs) We got the new metal. I am glad that they didn't like make it the whole thing of the album because that would have gotten tired yeah. pretty fast. However, for the one part that they put it in, it was really good. It works really fucking well here. Fred Durst, like you're not out. Yeah. Florida man eats fucking heart out after weird. being urged on by podcast hosts. <laughs> <laughs> they called me worse than Mudvayne. I had to. <laughs> What else could I do? <laughs> That's my Fred Durst impression. So no forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does I like to call it? Now F. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they do the parenthesis things. That's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, listeners, no forever is stylized as parentheses, lowercase k, and then now F and then parentheses or ever. So <laughs> it's that's, like that's how that is. This is like pre Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disc <laughs> Romance Day, too. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this was, was before, before realized, Simple Plan. This is before people realized wait, you can actually just put words in whatever order you want for your song titles. I constantly thank God for Esteban. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. Of course, the songs where you have two songs and the titles of the songs are complementary. Like "Lying" is the best thing a girl can do. Uh, "Lying" is the most fun a girl can have without taking your clothes off. But it's better if you do. And oh, we love that. you mean like uh, "Candlelight" and "Flare"? <laughs> don't attack me on public radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Did you did you perhaps mean uh this is the end if you if want you it? Want it? <laughs> anyway, now F <laughs> is a song uh lyrically it's it's sort of a continuation from uh Monolith in terms of it's about hallucinogens. Uh very much so. <laughs> If you choose to reach out to lend to me, I'll take your hand. <laughs> it's kind of a wild song. Um, I assume it's kind is... of a wild album. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a wild everything. <laughs> um, yeah, the first two lines are frozen moments in time, stopped hourglass, which is sort of like what it feels like, I assume, when you're on hallucinogens. I have not done hard drugs. I don't even know what a drug looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is not, that a weed? 
I'm not just saying that because I'm worried the cops are listening. I've genuinely never <laughs> done a drug in my life. <laughs> like the hardest drug I've ever done is ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> I have never smoked a weed. <laughs> I want to talk about the part like halfway through where they switch off between the guitar and the drums. Sure. I don't know what that's called, but I love it. I'm going to go with call and response section. Yeah, that's that's what we'll go with. Call and response section is really good. And then the bass is just like, it sounds like it's holding one creaky note. And I'm like, ah, the good shit. Yeah. Work was put in on this album, <laughs> especially there. Also, I, the, song like ends with, the song ends with the title, which is a, an automatic plus in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate that in a, in a song. So the album wraps up uh, on lethal dosage. Uh, as I understand, it's a shorter one. Um, yep. Why did I say as I understand it? I can literally look at the <laughs> song length on Spotify. It is not. These things are not hard to find. As you understand it. It's yeah. Compared to now F, which is seven minutes. Uh, <laughs> Lethal dosage is three minutes, and there's not a lot of words to it. Um, yeah, it's an outro. It's an outro. <laughs> I yeah. How do you feel about ending albums on a shorter outro song? I guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> I guess we will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I the one time that I've seen it that I like really like it is on Samstown by the Killers. Uh, that is fixed. Fact- be, but that's mostly because Exit Lude is just a reprise of Interlude. Um, and like, those songs rock, by the way. <laughs> I think I really, it helps that Samstown is one of the best fucking albums ever written. You're correct. <laughs> you're correct. That is that is a point in its favor for sure. Um, I think I would say also like, it feels it kind of feels like they, tr- they treated it like its own song. Um, yeah. And there's some like embellishments on it too. So it really feels like a, a cinematic closer a proper um, song yeah i would say that a lot of bands that try to do the same thing maybe don't don't quite put uh as many touches on it as would be necessary to make it an interesting outro track and i feel like mudvane didn't put too many on the outro track but in their favor look at all the work they did on the rest of the album <laughs> Oh yeah, they they absolutely put in the requisite work to make me give this one a pass. Yeah, like it's it's a so fun I'm, show. I must ask, what is, what was your favorite song off the album? Death Blooms, I think. Yeah, a very valid choice. I was yeah, I was doing my third listen, um, and I was trying to trying my hardest to make sure I could associate a name of the song with, with the sound. Uh, and I definitely, I looked up at this one after the breakdown and I was like, Hey, <laughs> I like that one a lot. So, Hey, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so death. Blooms Remember my kids, favorite. remember kids, pull me out of body. Don't want it. Don't want in feeble, frail and rotting. <laughs> yeah. On the whole, I felt like, uh, as someone who's not necessarily a new metal fan, this was a really good intro to new metal. Um, Hell yeah. They're very, 
they're a very technical group. They have a really solid sound. Like all of these people know what they're doing on their instruments. And yeah, I mean, as far as non-goofy new metal goes, I recommend. All right. Well, with non, non, yeah. with non with non goofy new metal now out of the way. <laughs> Moving into so somewhat album, goofy. Uh, I don't know if we'll, I will get yeah, you. You you introduce the album. <laughs> the album that Dave gave me was called "Forget and Not Slow Down" by Reliant K. Yeah. Uh, so Reliant K is a Christian band from. I think they're from Ohio. Um, they're from Ohio I'm not 100% they might be from Tennessee I don't know this is um I hope they're from Tennessee then I can actually like them (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you enjoyed this you can just pretend it's the album from Tennessee um but uh I would say that sonically this is a lot different from some of their other work so uh whatever you were from Ohio from Ohio, I knew it. <laughs> um, whatever you might have been expecting, an emo. Um, a lot of their older stuff is like very much, uh, very emo. So like, a couple of times when we talk about the Greatest Generation last week, I would we we would talk about a song and I would say, yeah, this reminds me of Reliant K. For like their older work, um, but this was. Forget Not Slow Down was definitely, uh, ooh, that was loud, was definitely one of their more serious efforts, uh, one of their more, I would say, mature uh, efforts. Um, and one other thing, this is a breakup album. It's a 15-song <laughs> breakup album. Um, and <laughs> so Matt Thiessen, who is the singer for this band, uh dated taylor swift once this album is not about her there's a whole separate song about their relationship (laughs) um so fun reliant k trivia there's a breakup song about taylor swift on one of their albums this is not that album (laughs) it's so wild like sometimes i tell people oh yeah (laughs) the singer for reliant k and taylor swift dated and they're like what (laughs) they absolutely did um (laughs) but yeah uh let's talk about the album (laughs) so i want to preface this by saying that i thought christian emo was a meme (laughs) oh trust me reliant k has its fair share of goofy songs yeah this is not one of them all right so it starts off with forget and not slow down which starting on a title track is ballsy i like it uh, I also like the song. I think it's a pretty good song. Um, there's, yeah. you can tell that they're a Christian band. Uh, yes. <laughs> like there's, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of like solid punch to a lot of their stuff, but like mm-hmm. there's enough for me to listen to it and go, yeah, I can listen to this again. Um, <clears throat> uh, looking on Genius, um, there are two songs that people have looked at on here. (laughs) (laughs) I think they might. On Genius, off to the side, there's like an eyeball and a number. Uh And that means how many people have viewed these lyrics? There are only 
two songs that have eyeballs next to them. <laughs> yeah. They both have 5K views. I think they might not record numbers over a certain amount. Um, Probably not. But it could also be that people on Genius just only like two songs from this album. <laughs> Which is a shame because, spoilers, I did like this album. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorites. And when I'm when I'm feeling down as far as romantic situations are concerned, this one has always made me feel better. This one, just from this first song, I can I get the feeling that like this is not an album about necessarily feeling down and feeling sorry for yourself. It's more an album about saying like, hey, I can get back into it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, maybe a breakup album is not a as much of an accurate uh, categorization as sort of a move on album. The bridge, I think, really exemplifies this because mm-hmm. I could spend my life just trying to sift through what I could have done better. But what what good do what ifs do? Yeah. And that's that's good stuff. Like it's very yeah. it's very pop punk and it's very emo, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad right away. Yeah. Um, and Matt Teeson does Reliant K, I would say, is known for. Uh, besides being a Christian emo band that's actually good, um, they do a lot of wordplay uh, in this, and it'll be more obvious, I think, by the time we get to like candlelight. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's a lot of phrases in here that are really fat, really quickly delivered. There's a lot of turns of phrases in here. Um, yeah. One of the things, one of the songs, uh, one of my favorite songs off this album. The entire point is based around wordplay, so we'll get to it. Yeah. I bet I know what you're talking about. You probably do. Um, But next is I Don't Need a Soul, which for a Christian rock band, that's a pretty (laughs) bold statement. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, This song seems to be about, um, like the album overall is about picking yourself up and trying to get back out there after you've had a bad relationship. But as mm. with all things, you're not going to feel 100% all the time. And this is kind of a song yeah. that exemplifies that, I feel. Yeah, this is sort of a maybe a break from the major theme of the album, but it's more about the loss of a loved one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And this I is... have to say, I did like the riff on this song. Oh, yeah. The riff, the riff here is really fun. Um, the chorus for this... Uh, <laughs> is a section that for a long time was sort of helped me get through hard stuff. Uh, I think it's done really well. Um, it's also fun to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like the rhythm like, here is fun. I So what I do whenever I have, uh, whenever we do this is I, ru- I drive around a lot for work. So oftentimes... Mm-hmm on Thursdays and sometimes the endings of other days I'll put on the album that Dave gave me and like two or three other albums underneath it. And like, even while I was listening to the other two albums I had queued up today, I was like humming this chorus in my head while I was working. And I was like, Oh shit. That was it. I just went, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it sticks in your head. It does. 
So candlelight. Yeah. What'd you think of that candlelight? It's. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> like it, I don't hate it. Another... it. Yeah. By no means is do it... I hate this. Um, but like, I just didn't. I still don't really know what to think of it. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, it is sort of another break from the tone of the album. This is one of the few like more upbeat songs uh, on this album. This is just a straight up love song. Um, and I would say this is a pretty good example of the way that Matt Thiessen writes lyrics. Um, yeah. So if you decide that this is for you, there's like some other stuff on like their other albums. I would say this, this is the one, the one on the album that's the most accurate to sort of their other stuff. The line I like the most in this song, and this always just kind of stood out to me the few times I listened to it. She'll pinch the nerves in all the necks when she turns those heads around. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, that's cheesy and it's goofy, but I like it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I would say Reliant K revels in <laughs> cheesy and goofy lyrics. Uh, not so much on this album, obviously, but as a whole. Well, there's, uh, there, there are moments. Yeah, there are moments. Also, Candlelight has an outro called Flair that's a separate track for some reason, and I don't like that. Moving on, yeah, part of, of it. <laughs> all of the outros and intros on this album are their own tracks. So I have all of the actual songs on this album saved, but none of the intros and outros. <laughs> so yeah, part of it is a song. Um, when I first... <laughs> okay. Saying it's a song is kind of rude because I have words to say about it, but also I'm a little salty about outro still as well. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> and there's a song, by the way, on this album that's just called Outro. God, fuck that song! Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so part of it, um, the first, I understand... Mm, mm, mm. I understand what he was saying like <laughs> metaphorically okay however when you write a song that has the line chains and locks and ropes and knots i don't think of keeping it together it's maybe mixing <laughs> mixing a kind of metaphor you maybe don't want in there oh i want it in there but that's just because of who i am as a person i'm a filthy fucking singer <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's a very different <laughs> i could think of maybe a maybe a different line to follow up the first line i've been working with adhesives i could think of a also, couple are are chains adhesives do we think those kinds they're of adhesives they're not i don't Locked think they are either. neither are ropes yeah they're they're tethers which is the none of these in the, None of these are adhesives. You have not shown any sort of tape. There is no glue. <laughs> no glue. Not even in Elmer's. <laughs> gorilla glue? Oh my god. Go go more like Gorilla Who. Have you seen that video where somebody like compiled all the Gorilla Glue commercials, but they cut it off right as the person screams at the gorilla? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> You're going to have to send that to me. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, I like this song, even if the first line was a bit 
Um, <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> it is a bit. Um, but like overall, I liked the the guitar and the drums in this song. I thought that those were really good. Um, yeah. Unlike what I gave you, the bass isn't super prominent on this album. Prominent is not no, the it's word. Not. Prominent. There we go. Um, but where it lacks in bass quality, it makes up for in really catchy chorus quality. Yeah. Um, one thing about Reliant K is I don't remember ever hearing a guitar solo <laughs> in their songs. Um, it's mostly Matt Teeson singing here. And if it's not that, there's like a piano break in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say just before we move on to not outro, but <laughs> before we move on, um, I like the last line in the chorus where he says, and if a nightmare ever does unfold, perspective is a lovely hand to hold. Yeah. That's good. I like stuff. that one a lot. Do you I know like there's it. an emo band named after that line. Is there really? Hmm. Yeah. They're called perspective comma, a lovely hand to hold. Great. <laughs> so therapy. Yeah. I like therapy. Therapy was a good song. Yeah. Um, it's also probably the most overtly Christian in that I think oh, it's oh, definitely. It, might actually be the, it might actually be the first one that name drops God. <laughs> Which is very ironic. Yeah, for a Christian band. Although I would say that that is maybe probably why I enjoy Reliant K. Not necessarily because they don't mention God as much, but like I despise praise and worship music. <laughs> That's because bad. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're, but you would be surprised how many dissenting opinions I hear where I am. <laughs> so I'm sort of an outlier in that. Um, but I like the sound of Reliant K. And I, yeah, I, I like it better than most things that would probably fall under the banner of Christian emo. <laughs> I do like this song partially because um, like it talks about just driving to mm -hmm. try and clear your head. And that's something that I've done a lot. Like yeah. when I've had a particularly bad day, I would just like get in my car, drive down Grand River and not really care about where I ended up. Yeah. Half the time I ended up like four cities over and I was like, huh, well now I can get home at least. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, over it. It's a song. It's definitely a song. Yeah, it's probably my least favorite on this album. I don't um, remember it that well. Yeah, it's it's a quieter one. It's got like a, a mid tempo kind of shuffle uh, beat. It's see, like when I listen to emo, I don't want mid tempo. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, I think I'm pretty sure that. Matt Teeson plays the piano. Um, so I think that he's sort of influenced to write uh, write songs that are like largely piano based. And this this one's in particular has a keyboard that's fairly prominent in it. And I think that's just something that he likes to do. Um, like I get it. Like it's his band. He can do what he wants. But like mm -hmm. it doesn't always work out the way that you want it to, which is why instead we're going to talk about Sahara. Okay, we'll talk about Sahara. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, first thing I want to mention, Aaron Galips- Gillespie is on this song. Do you know Aaron Gillespie? I don't think I know I Aaron do Gillespie. know Aaron Gillespie. Okay. He's the drummer for Under Oath. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love this crossover. <laughs> well, now I'm just going to give you Under Oath next week. I'm not. Don't awesome. worry. <laughs> I'm not giving you Under Oath next week. I've already had your albums for next week planned. This is happening. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sahara is a pretty good song. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't really tell where Aaron Gillespie was, but I believe he's on the bridge. I think he's the one singing the um every second line on the bridge. You know, that does make sense because he's also primarily the clean vocalist for Under Oath, and him just shouting words in the background is pretty on point. I would have loved to hear actually some screams on this album. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, you this imagine if Spencer aside. was on this album? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, Reliant K actually I... does do some screaming on their album. Mm-hmm. And I think they might they might do it on some other ones, but I think that was mostly just an mm-hmm thing because that was when they really hit their emo stride. Um, have you have I shown you like any Under Oath songs? I've heard Moving for the Sake of Motion, and then I think you've shown me I do not remember what it's called, uh, but you've shown me another one uh, once or twice. All right. So, so I, and I'm, you I'm know pretty the, familiar with moving for the sake of motion. You know the sound of Spencer, the lead vocalist, right? Yeah. Imagine if he was on here. I would, I would stand. <laughs> I, on this song in particular, he, he could do some really good things here. Um, like honestly like this is the kind of yeah. song that would need a spencer to be honest all right we're yeah, skipping uh, over oasis <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're going into savannah which yeah. is the other song on genius that has five thousand views on it yeah this um, is the other one that people seem to like i mean i i guess i get why but this is not one that stuck out a super whole lot to me Really? Like, I definitely liked it. Don't get me wrong. But, um... It doesn't feel like single material to you? No, not really. Is it just because it's a love song? It's just because it's a love song, isn't it? (laughs) Um, it might be. I can can see how that would be a business business decision someone would make. Um, but this, um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. It feels like the kind of thing that Reliant K specifically would release as a single. Mm-hmm. But I, it probably the fact that it's a love song. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, we're skipping outro again. It's called Baby. I am so fucking sorry that I got the name of this stupid outro wrong. <laughs> you will be, because... God will smite you. I'm a heretic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, If it. You Believe Me is my favorite song on this album. It's really good. I really, really liked this song. I think I would have picked this one as a single. I would have too, because this has like a big booming chorus to it. Like mm-hmm. This is the closest to a full-on like, Fall Out Boy type song that they have probably <laughs> written. 
but without being douchebags, which is a plus. <laughs> you super hate Fallout Boy. No, like, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't hate Fallout Boy's music for the most part. There are some songs I can't fucking stand. But, like, that's true of almost every band. I fucking hate the attitude that they have. <laughs> like, part of it is just the fact that they seem to give off this air of we're so much better than you when they're not. They're a bunch of fuckheads <laughs> who just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Give them credit. <laughs> they do work hard to write their music, but also... No, they don't. Not nearly as solid of a discography as My Chemical Romance, in my opinion. Mania was fucking terrible! <laughs> I didn't actually hear Mania. Would it I, was I so bad! Oh my god! I feel like I don't know anything from Mania. <laughs> I exactly, know, like... that's the thing. Like, they have so many songs. Like, you'd think that you would know at least one of them from Mania. No, they're all garbage. Lost to time. Terrible. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I agree with this. So anyway, If You Believe Me is a really good song, and I like the wordplay that they do in the chorus. Um, <laughs> where uh, the last line where he says, if you believe me, it means you have to disbelieve yourself. And I like mm -hmm. that. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's not I have no idea what it means, but it's I, I like it. <laughs> I think I can infer what it means. I think that because um, <clears throat> like whenever you're arguing with somebody, especially in a relationship, mm -hmm. like my mom always had a saying, there are three sides to every story. His side, his side, her side, and the truth. And the way I like that, that an argument would work in this sense, according to Matt Thiessen, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, is if you believe that I am right in this situation, it would mean you'd have to believe that you are not right. Okay. At least I like that a lot. That's the way that I perceive it. So it's a song yeah. that more or less deals with the conflicting emotions of, I think I'm right but I don't want you to think that you're wrong. Yeah. Which is very relatable. And I can relate a lot. <laughs> it's hard to like want to push and believe that something that you're saying is 100% wholly correct. And also yeah. realize that the person you're talking to thinks the same thing. Yeah, and especially knowing that, like, sometimes if you're right, that can hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. It's hard to manage, and people are hard to manage. Yeah. But I guess this is the end. <laughs> if you want it. No! <laughs> All right, fine, <laughs> I will talk about that one, but only because it's longer than this is the end. It is, it's weird. Uh, also, <laughs> did... When you were listening to this, uh -huh. was this song really loud at the beginning? It was. It was incredibly <laughs> loud. <laughs> I don't know why it's so loud. So, okay. <laughs> I need to tell the, the people something about this song. 
I don't know why, but there's like there's like a cymbal crash at the beginning, but it's so much louder than anything else on the album. So I guess once you get to this one, turn your volume down real quick. I I think that it might be related to, you know, the phenomenon that was like the loudness wars Mm -hmm. in the mid 2000s. God, those were great, weren't they? (laughs) <laughs> we love those yeah. i have a hard time believing that like they intentionally made it freakishly loud on purpose maybe like this was the point where the guy in the studio like fell asleep he turned the symbol way up then he realized he's like, <laughs> oh man oh geez i'm so sorry because he's christian he can't he can't say oh fuck like i do <laughs> oh gosh golly <laughs> golly gee dang it but then matt teeson <laughs> came in and he was like no, yeah, this is good. Keep that. Bro, did you did you did you make our symbols really loud? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just for that uh, one I, second in the beginning. I, I did it in permanent marker, so I can't delete it. <laughs> no, dude, it rocks. Keep it. I hate you. I was taking a drink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a mix using permanent marker. <laughs> this is a pretty alright song. The chorus is pretty yeah. stupid, but <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't know, Dave. Is yes, yes? Mm, only if no is no. About the way you want to go, because I may forget the way to get back home. This is the end if you want it. This is the end. <laughs> I'm somewhat partial to it, <laughs> I'll admit. I do like the um, last line in verse one where he said, that's it. I said it. Now I'm sailing off to Neverland and then Japan. And then Japan, of course. As you do. As you do. But yeah, after this is the end, it goes into If You Want It, which is longer than the first song for some reason. Yeah, it's like a piano reprise of This Is The End. See, like... I think I, like- I think it works. I like the the pre-chorus more in this song because of the line melting prints of grass and snow means I may forget the way to get back home. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it's the way that I see that is <clears throat> I'm walking during one season, but I will be coming back another one. Yeah. I like as, that. If, as if to say I'm going to leave for a little while, but I will eventually find my way back it's going to be difficult because i can't see where i've been but i will be back yeah (laughs) as an outro song it works i'm still not entirely sure why this one had to be two separate songs Um, i'm not sure either i think it would have worked better as one full song but hey i'm not a christian emo band (laughs) yeah there's a song on mm -hmm, which is called which to bury us or the hatchet which is absolutely self-indulgent as far as titles go. It's also the one about Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> and that that's another song that's like very different sections, but they put that all in one song. And I'm not sure why they didn't do the same one with this. Could have just called it, this is the end if you want it. Could have done that one. They did not. But they didn't. But overall, um, I did enjoy this. It was a, It was a fun, pleasant time. And uh, 
you know, this is probably one of the albums that I'm going to like keep coming back to. If for no other reason than I just like listening to If You Believe Me. It's good. It's really good. I yeah, I, I absolutely listen to that one a lot. Like I think it was like senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Very good time. Well. I think it's about time that we is... plug our Twitters. Yeah. So if you want to find me on Twitter, you'll do that by going into your browser and typing twitter.com. And then you're going to look for... I got one already. Awesome. You're going to look for at space underscore ace underscore rat on Twitter. That's where I post things. My phone is broken, so it's harder for me to post things not on my computer. But I still do it for you. Just for you. And you can find me at Sam Regal on uh, Twitter. Um, I am known as a very prolific voice actor. I'm relatively famous on the internet. Why didn't you just um, say stuff? I have a show on Thursdays. <laughs> I have a show on Thursdays. It's called Critical Role. Uh, you know, go check it out. It's a good thing. Wait, aren't you guys supposed to be recording that right now? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.